This episode is part of our Voices at MozFest series. MozFest is a movement where people from around the world and all walks of life come together to work toward a more humane digital world. Well, we are back with another voice from MozFest. Yay, back at MozFest today. And I have a special co-host over my right shoulder. My orange tabby, Brian, is here to help us ask the hard-hitting questions and get the information that we need from our guests today. (laughs) All right. Well, Stella, we are so glad for you to have joined us and to tell us all about your MozFest and Youth and Futures experience. So welcome, Stella. Thank you, Kim. And thank you, Sarah. And shout out to your cat, Ryan. So my name is Stella Antio Minghui, and I was a facilitator for Youth and Future Space session, uh, Rethinking the Digital Space Metaverse Through a Non-Digital Means Philosophy. So I'm also representing Malaysian Philosophy Society as I'm a content curator from MPS, and that's how I got into MOSFEST 2022. And a little bit about Malaysian Philosophy Society, also known as MyPhilSoc or MPS. Our motto is Philosophy Made Practical where we tie philosophy to everyday life and real world issues. Wow, there's so much there to unpack. (laughs) I know. I took a peek at the Malaysian Philosophy Society Instagram page, and it is so cool. We will definitely link that under our resources because I do some content creation for my job as well. And it's first of all, it's beautiful. And it is so interesting. Like I want to click on and read everything. So I have like 14 questions from all of the things that you just (laughs) said. I guess we can start with the, like, what are you passionate about? You just named so many things that you are involved in and you might be passionate about all of them. But if we ask you the general question of what are you passionate about, where does that take you? Well, I think to sum it up, I'm very interested in being interdisciplinary. So uh, my educational background is philosophy, law and business. And I've only recently gotten into internet related things. So like uh, digital space, internet governance started 2021. And having a sort of formal education in philosophy encouraged me to think about the intersection of philosophy and, you know, the current trend that society's in and, you know, focused on, which is the digital space or the internet, or as we discussed in our session, the metaverse. So yeah, so that's just me. I like doing a lot of things in terms of like, I guess you can say from all fields and all all disciplines. Sarah, she's somebody after your heart. I was going to say, we definitely understand that. Wanting to know about and participate in all of the things. And I'm going to ask a clarifying question. So I think I, and probably most of our listeners, are familiar with the term metaverse, at least through what has come through the media from Facebook or meta and kind of what they're becoming. So what do listeners need to know about the metaverse and this digital space in order to understand what you're talking to people in the youth and future space about? So thanks for the question. So like, uh, just to clarify, in our discussion, we didn't touch much on like the technical aspect of metaverse. So like, you know, how the technology can make it more real or whether or not mm-hmm. it will like, you know, be easy to do so for coding, that kind of stuff. We focused on the philosophical aspects. So metaverse and the internet has brought a lot of, uh, we can say like uh, renewal or like revolution in terms of how we discuss philosophy so for instance the nature of reality so that falls under the philosophical like uh, domain of metaphysics so how we know the world and how we experience it so like it's virtual reality the same as real life and then in one day if we can experience real life through virtual reality will we be able to differentiate it from 
real life, so to speak. And another thing that might be more of more interest to educators or students, like because most youth are possibly, you know, continuing their studies, would be in terms of uh, knowledge acquisition in the metaverse. So that falls under the philosophical domain of uh, epistemology. So that's about knowledge. How can we know things and what, you know, immersive experiences in the metaverse might mean for future educators? Uh, are you going to create virtual environments for students? Who's going to create them? And uh, what will happen to portrayal of certain historical events or current events in the virtual environments? And in our session, we also touched a little bit on, uh, I think this is something that most people, people are more familiar about with philosophy, which is moral philosophy or ethics. So we also discuss like certain things like in the recent uh, development of personal boundaries for avatars, uh, that kind of thing, regulation of the space. So yeah, that was what we focused on mainly in our session. And what we were hoping to do is get people to think more about how the metaverse will change the way that they live and how they interact with it. Those wow. All such important <laughs> things to consider. Cause I think we just like, you know, it's just sort of we let it happen to us and, and you're, yeah. you're saying, no, we need, to, we need to think about what's happening. Because what we've seen is that the rules that kind of guide us as a society do not necessarily carry over to online. Like people are free to be maybe more creative and more themselves online, but they're also have found ways to be free to be cruel and to mm. showcase parts of themselves that they know are maybe not acceptable outside of their house, but they feel comfortable doing that online. And so it makes sense that that would carry over into the metaverse. Like what rules carry over? How do we behave? What governs this kind of new place that we're gonna be spending time in? That is fascinating. And how do young people respond when you talk yeah, about I was just gonna ask, what, 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 yeah, what happened they, in the session? I'm, I'm sure that they know way more about it than, than we do, but what is what are the conversations like? The more youthful aspect would be like, there's a lot to share about knowledge acquisition. So a lot of people have, personally experienced the torment, quote unquote, torment of uh, virtual classes, online classes going on for hours and hours. And they believe that in the, you know, in a possible, possible future where metaverse environments exist, that would have been a much more enjoyable time. You know, revising for history exams or like philosophy exams might have been more enjoyable if you got to speak to like a virtual version or like a replication of, you know, uh, in a virtual environment. But uh, as for the reality aspect, yeah, they did mention that some metaverse aspects are actually already present in digital games. So like, for instance, you can play uh, like fantasy football games, which would be sort of equivalent to going to a virtual stadium. So there have been bits and pieces of uh, the digital transformation that we can tie to metaverse bringing to us. And from the youth perspective, it's mainly entertainment and education focus. So they don't, we didn't hear much about uh, how to say like work related worries, you know, it's like maybe so when I'm socializing, you know, the ethics things comes into play. So I'm worried about that. Or when I'm learning something, then the knowledge acquisition part comes into play. So I think about that. Apart from that, I don't think yet yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't much from anything else. Yeah, I feel like the youth, especially those that are video gamers, like they're already sort of mm -hmm. experiencing it, this, like it's so, it's such an immersive experience. And especially when, you know, they get on things like Discord, so they're talking to each other, getting strategies going. I mean, I feel like those 
folks are actually kind of getting ahead of the game because they're experienced, you know, they're seeing what it's like to experience the metaverse. Actually, interestingly, someone also mentioned something about player sovereignty in metaverse. And we didn't explore it further, but it was under ethics where potentially, you know, people who get in earlier on the whole metaverse game may have like a, what do I call it? Like a foot ahead, like a they have yeah. an advantage over others who haven't mm-hmm. joined yet. And so we were wondering if that might, you know, translate into a widening inequality gap because we have, you know, present inequality divides that may be worsened because of that. But we didn't touch much on that. Yeah. So that's interesting. And if you are already used to the richness of this world through like Discord and gaming, and then you go to virtual school, (laughs) I don't think that online learning is going anywhere. I think some families and some students thrive with online learning and it can be done so well if you get teachers that are really dedicated and excited about it. I don't know that that was most because teachers were not trained. There was no time. It was not fair in any sense of the word. But if you are used to this like incredible immersive experience where you are so social in Discord and then you go to history class and it's like, have none of these people been on Discord? Did they like not get how this works? Right. It's just, it's just a lecture again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's so much possibility there and it makes me, I want you to like do another session for teachers <laughs> and I want to attend about how incredible this space can be for learning and for teaching if we understand it better and see it as a positive that we get to use it instead of people see it as like a threat or something scary or actually we did do like a brief poll kind of thing in the beginning of our session where we asked what people felt about the metaverse mm-hmm. um you know they're just one word to describe their feelings and i think a majority of the answers were excited but there are also people who mentioned they were wary they felt it was mm-hmm. risky it might pose a lot of dangers that they weren't aware of yet i mean past the whole glamour of like you know having fun you know with a new avatar with loads of friends from I don't know from everywhere but yeah there were people who were quite vocal about the potential dangers of it and on the topic of knowledge acquisition uh, like you mentioned you know students going in potentially being more well-versed with the environment than their educators Mm -hmm. so yeah social epistemology talks about knowledge being transferred from individuals to groups and in those kind of situations like for example science-based discussions we rely a lot on the knowledge from experts so like when we want to talk about climate change for example we we rely on the fact that you know someone has come up with the argument from like the carbon point of view and then we go with it from there so in this digital space that may also be an issue where let's say a student was more was better at you know navigating the space then the teacher may kind of relinquish their role and that could be good and bad depending on how it turns out but it's also you know was the student equipped to teach about it in the first place And then the second part being the teachers not familiar with their new tools, I guess. I teach computer science and I'm very passionate about computer science and and Sarah is as well. And that's definitely an area, a discipline where it's super easy for the students to get ahead of the teachers, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. So (laughs) yeah, I work with teachers for a living to help them get comfortable with using robotics and physical computing in their curriculum. And one of the big things that I work with them is like, you are not going to know the most. And that's so great. Like part of teaching computer science that's different than teaching math is you're probably not going to be the expert and it's going to be really uncomfortable at first. And then it's going to be amazing if you could just get through the discomfort, like you're going to learn and they're going to learn and it's going to create this new type of relationship. It's going to be so satisfying. But that is that is a scary moment for educators to push through the fact that that knowledge acquisition can go both ways 
and that mm. it is okay to learn from the people that you traditionally like to Teach. know more than I guess yeah uh -oh. yeah <laughs> okay I guess we should go back to Mozfest yeah so, oh, I was just gonna say that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what brought you to Mozfest so I'll do a brief shout out to Elizabeth from the German Informatics Society who shared the opportunity when I was part of the Youth X Policymakers 2021 session. And she just mentioned, you know, since you're youth, you're interested to the whole cohort that there's this opportunity, MOSFES is looking for sessions and here's the call. So I applied uh, with, I think, three days to go to the deadline and time, time zone difference as well. So I got the deadline mixed up as well. I think it was later than I expected. Oh and gosh. yeah, I didn't expect to get in was really excited that I got accepted into Youth and Futures and then began the scramble for, you know, setting down the real event outline. Oops, maybe I'm not supposed to say that. Oh, no, I prepared the event outline way, way that's earlier. That's what everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, from there, um, support from Malaysian Philosophy Society, I like, because uh, I wanted to do the intersection of philosophy and the internet. At the time, it was the internet. We later on decided on Metaverse because it's, catchier and yes that's how I got into MozFest 2022. And now that you've been part of MozFest how would you describe it to maybe your past self or somebody who's not experienced it before? Well as a facilitator uh, number one would be I would say it's quite a steep learning curve, you know, to get used to the different aspects of like the legal aspects of being in the youth and future space. So there's a lot of written consent, references needed, much different from like, you know, holding your own mini society Zoom call where everyone just joins when they're free. There's a lot of chat moderation and limitation going on. So you need to be aware of what you're getting into. Apart from that, I think it's a great platform because we had participants from around the world. So people who are interested are there because they're interested. I did actually show some interest in applying for a rank, being a wrangler in the future. So yeah, Ooh. I did talk to, because the Wrangler in my session was also really helpful. Uh, shout out to Joseph as well for helping with the session. And yeah, I do believe that as a facilitator, the guides and everything were really helpful. And I asked a lot of questions that a lot of people scrambled to answer. So shout out to all who answered my questions as well. And yes, it was a wonderful experience, but have to be willing to learn and get used to the time difference. Well, I hope you do pursue being a wrangler. I was a wrangler once and uh, it's it's a life-changing experience. Oh, that's exciting. That's like ominous and exciting. Like, I'm going to be there. We'll check back in and see how it, how it changes your life. <laughs> so how has MozFest inspired you? Have you experienced anything that you think you're going to kind of take with you that, that has sparked something? Well, I think one of the things that attracted me to MozFest initially was like, I think the description of MOSFET being part art, part tech, part something. So it calls out to the interdisciplinary kind of aspect of me, which I really enjoyed. And they had spaces you see that cover a lot of aspects of what the internet touches on. So MOSFET really, was a great platform for me to kind of like uh, test out the whole philosophy intersection with internet space. And I think from the side of my co-facilitator which is the Malaysian Philosophy Society they're also looking forward to potentially you know following this intersection further so in summary MOSFES gave me an opportunity to test out what people think about what I'm thinking about gladly I found out that a lot of people are also thinking about what I'm thinking about the best yes. feeling Be like I'm not the only one other people want yes. to do this too this is great definitely all right Sarah are you going to ask your favorite question 
Oh, this is my favorite question. Okay, Stella, how do you want to change the world? (laughs) With the risk of being cheesy, I want to change the world by, I guess, being myself and having my own journey. We love that. (laughs) With the risk of being cheesy, yeah. (laughs) I think you're already doing it. Like there are so many people that must have that attended your session that probably never linked philosophy in the metaverse and thought about these new boundaries and spaces and we're going to have listeners that aren't even a part of MozFest and your messages being carried there like Brian the cat has learned a lot (laughs) he's a much better philosopher than he was when this started so he'll teach the others thanks Brian this was amazing. I think we could talk to you more and maybe we'll have to have you back on as a guest to really take some deeper dives into this, but we really appreciate you uh, spending time with us. We will share the Malaysian Philosophy Society's Instagram page. We will share the description of your session. We will share as many resources as we can with our listeners so they can also learn more. Thanks for having me, Kim and Sarah and Brian. 